Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Free Minds Podcast. This is Eric, as always, and uh, we are here with my new partner in crime, Jim Stroud. Woohoo! That's right. Uh, <laughs> back with another episode. So again, for those of you who are regular listeners, you know this is going to be like a three times a week thing. We're going to try to get as much content out as we can for you because there's just so much going on, and it's easier to cover it when you've got two different people covering stories and doing research and everything like that it's it's tough to do by yourself so i hope you guys enjoy and we got a lot to cover so we're just going to jump right in uh jim you want to start off sure sure um uh, one thing that's on people's minds quite a bit is covid 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 and rightfully so i i saw this report recently it was reported on the hill about uh several dozen sanitation workers in new york are suspended without pay because they're using fake vaccine cards to get around the COVID, uh, the city's vaccine mandate. And when I saw that, I said, you know what, that that makes makes a lot of sense. It's not unexpected at all. I know there are people out there who do not want to um, uh, get the vaccine for whatever reason, whether that's religious or cannot cannot for health reasons. Um, And it's like the city is like, okay, we don't care about your religious exemptions. We don't care about uh, your personal health decisions. So it should be between you and your doctor. Right. Uh, you either get this or you're fired and people who can't lose their jobs or don't want to lose their job, they, they go the, uh, the fake card right route right. and get in trouble. Now this happened before uh, here in Atlanta, actually there was this, uh, forget her name, but she was a, 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 a dancer. I'll, I'll be polite. She was a dancer <laughs> at a nightclub, so to speak. <laughs> And when she finishes uh, dropping it like it's hot, she would uh, meet people in the parking lot and, and sell them fake vaccine cards until wow. uh, until She's she got hustler. caught. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> until she got caught. So I know there is a market for fake vaccine cards. Of course, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't see this going away anytime soon. Um, as long yeah. as they have mandates, you'll have this kind of thing. What What, what do you think about all that? I think this is the problem with the left's kind of collectivist mentality. It's like you as an individual don't actually matter. Mm. It's the collective that matters. It's this amalgamous idea of everyone that matters more than you or you, your individual health or your individual safety or your, your family. And it just leaves people in the dust. How many people have lost their jobs? How many nurses did New York city fire in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense, but it's, it's, you know, this is how they derive their morality is by forcing their will down on people that don't share it. So as, as, as sick as it is and as gross as it is, I expected nothing less. Yeah. When you, what you said, uh, something you said that resonated with me about uh, there's no individual, right? Uh, there's one big collection of folks. Yeah. I, I saw recently uh, this clip from, um, uh, where is it from? This, the first, the first on TV is, is the Twitter account. And they would, uh, shared a video where George Will, a uh, pseudo conservative, maybe he was a conservative at one point, but he's not a true conservative anymore. Rhino. Yeah, well, he's, he was interviewing uh, Fauci. And Fauci said something that was uh, really sort of a tell, tell sign of, of how the left thinks. Uh, I'm going to quote it here. It says, Fauci said that there is a misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. And (laughs) 
when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so who who decides societal safety? Is it you, Fauci? Yeah. I mean, are you in charge of, of, of running everyone's life, making everyone's health decisions? It, it, it seems so tyrannical, so draconian. It, it really irked me when I saw it. Yeah, and it's it, it perfectly encapsulates what they think. It's like, you don't matter. We matter. Mm-hmm. You, you have to get vaccinated for us to feel safe. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to get uh, you know, a prostate exam. So you <laughs> feel like you don't have cancer. Like that's not how this works. That's not how anything works. Like Jim, if you have a headache, just shoot me a text and I'll take some Tylenol for you. But like, <laughs> what are we doing? It's just yeah. ridiculous. It is, um, yeah. I, I, I just want to, I, I don't know. It's like, I want to just put my, my hands around the world and just shake and say, okay, wake up. Yep. Don't you see this? What's going on here? It is uh, bizarre, but when you have companies like Pfizer and Moderna and BioNTech uh, making $65,000 a minute, that's a minute. When they're making that kind of money a minute, this stuff is going to, I mean, what's the incentive for us to get past this whole whole COVID insanity um, if people are making that kind of money? $65,000. I, I can't. I can't even wrap my head around making that kind of money per what is that minute. A day. That's just a. That's oh inconceivable. Let me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna calculate that. I'll, let me get my calculator out because that is just amazing to me. So we got all right, sixty-five thousand a minute, and it's times sixty because it's sixty-eight in, in an hour. All right, and then you multiply that by twenty-four. By twenty-four, and oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That is $93,600,000. OMG. A day. $93,600,000. So, and, and you got to keep in mind, you're, you're not allowed to say, oh, you know, the death rate's actually this low, or oh, transmissions are going down, or oh, we're coming out. You're only allowed to say everyone's going to die, the world's going to end. Everything besides that is banned from social media. You get shadow banned, you get delisted, whatever. You're only allowed to spread fear. Yep. And and that's because of $93,600,000. And how much of that do we think is going into the pockets of, you know, senators and congressmen? It's it's not zero. I promise you it's not zero, you know? Yeah. There's a reason they're pushing this. And uh, this kind of, this kind of leads into the the, the first story that I wanted to cover, which was... Mm. um, so 112 children in Loudoun County, as you, you, you probably recognize Loudoun County from mm. you know, all these, these sexual assault allegations, and uh, it was kind of a big deal in the news these, these past month. But so now over 100 children, children in Loudoun County, 112 exactly, uh, have been given the incorrect dosage of the COVID-19 vaccine as reported by the Virginia Department of Health. So I got the story from uh, TimCast.com. Mm. It says, uh, quote, the pharmacy attempted to provide a proper dose uh, because they did not have the children's formulation, they used the adult formulation, but only gave a third of the amount to the children. Our understanding from Ted Pharmacy is they were trying to do a workaround, which is, of course, not authorized. Uh, and it also, they go on to say, aside from the FDA committee saying, we were never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is until we start giving it. Remember that? Remember that clip? So you're we talking yeah. about should we should we authorize it for kids? Like, well, we can't know what's going to happen until we start injecting them. 
It's like the well, we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. Is that, you know what? I think I'm saying. Say what universe do these people live in? Yeah, we're just going to uh, start injecting your children, and then we'll just figure it out from there. When you make a ninety-three million, oh, yeah, it's up, and then we're gonna stick in my head all day. When you make a ninety-three million six hundred thousand dollars, you can say that kind of thing. Let me. I'm gonna try to the upside down. Yeah, I'm gonna try to play something. I, I, I know, I, I know how we're set up technically, but I'm gonna see if this will play out because I want to show you an example of something of how they're spending the ninety-three million. Hopefully, this will play right. Let me see if I can. Get this to work right. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Early start, brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Oh yeah, that I've seen that. It's going around on Reddit and all that. Yeah, and like, and I see that's that's how they're Brought spending to you money. by Pfizer. Yes, right. yes. Someone yeah. who's been doing excellent coverage is Jimmy Dore. You ever watch Jimmy Dore's show oh, on YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he is. Just, he's he's blowing up. I saw him yeah. on. I saw him uh, on the Blaze, one of the yeah. Blaze shows, and I saw him on Tucker Carlson as well. Yeah, and I thought, he's wow. really. He's getting out there and he's, you know, he used to be like one of these on the young Turks kind of just spouting all the socialist garbage. Mm -hmm. But then he, he woke up and he was like, he's more anti-establishment, which is really what's important. Like, I don't agree with Jimmy on, you know, universal health care or corporate tax rates or any of those things, but that is almost ancillary at this point. It doesn't even matter. What matters now is the fact that there is a psychotic COVID regime that is just smashing its boot down on the everyday citizen and demanding compliance so it's like i mean i'd love to sit around and have conversations about tax rates and foreign policy and all that but as long as the covid regime is choking the life out of our country this is kind of the emergency we all need to be talking about and jimmy Dore has just done a fantastic job of covering all these lies he played this clip on his show a couple days ago it was uh some guy on it was like the head medical expert on msnbc or something like that and he was he was saying that uh, was it 70,000 children have died from COVID or, or no, it was 130,000 children. He was trying to say have died from COVID and mm-hmm. Jimmy pulls up the numbers from the CDC right there on the website. It's under 700 of the seven <laughs> of the 73 million children in America, less mm-hmm. than 700 have died from COVID. And I can already hear liberals screaming, Oh, you're devaluing their lives. Are there it's no, no, we're not. We're just saying, there's no need to destroy the lives of the remaining 69 million 900 and whatever, you know what I mean? Over this incredibly, it's what it's less than like 1% of 1% of all the children in this country have died due to COVID. And you know what doesn't, what it, that number does not take into account is how many uh, died from uh, suicide, depression, and other mental health related issues. Exactly. Um, that is taking a, 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 a much deeper toll. So, um, 
yeah and, they're yeah, not counting and, and no one talks about that nobody covers no, it depression no. skyrocketed drug use skyrocketed alcoholism skyrocketed over the lockdowns and unfortunately suicide also jumped up quite a bit during the lockdowns and and yet all we hear is this wow it's for the public good and public safety and all this I'm like okay well the public is dying because of these laws so why doesn't that factor in you know what? Every time I hear that from a politician like, like, like say a Pelosi or, or, or Gavin Newsom, and you see or Lori Lightfoot from the mayor of Chicago, and they'll say it's for the public health good, you know, wear your mask, that kind of stuff. And then there's plenty of gotcha videos out there showing them out there yeah. uh, walking around, like Pelosi getting her hair done without yep. a mask. It was a setup. It was a setup. <laughs> yes, they lured you into the hair salon. And made you not wear that mask. <laughs> right. And who's yeah. a lady? Who's a lady? Um, I think she was in California. Uh, Tony 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 was playing at some doing a reunion tour or something and she was there she took off her mask and she was dancing uh, the day before or the day after she made a mask mandate saying everybody should wear a mask but uh, unless Tony Tony Waters say what now it's probably Maxine Waters <laughs> no, it was just she's just evil enough to do that <laughs> it was Maxine Waters but it was somebody uh, every time you say Maxine, when I hear Maxine Waters, I hear my, I hear him back in my head. It's page forty-five. It's page forty-five. It's like <laughs> it's like this first thing in, in the back of my head when it's I worse. when I hear that. Uh, but yeah, the hypocrisy of these yeah. uh, these elites, like like Gavin Newsom's, Newsom at the French Laundry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it, it thirteen thousand dollars they spent just on alcohol that night? Gosh. No masks, alone in the restaurant, living it up like kings. While telling regular everyday people like you and me at Thanksgiving to put your mask on between bites. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how yeah. is anyone taking these people seriously? I don't know. Hopefully somebody will, will fight back. Uh, we'll hopefully see more concerted efforts of people fighting back against this kind of thing. I, I think you mentioned to me um, at one point about something that California was doing in regards to, to get That's what, right. I was going to say that's a that's a perfect segue into this next story I wanted to cover. So mm. the city council in Oroville, California, declared itself a constitutional republic this week to bypass Governor Newsom's vaccine mandates. Uh, the resolution nice. claims city officials believe, quote, in the separation of powers, individual rights and the rule of law outlined in the United States Constitution, including the freedom for local government to have local control over issues related to the citizens who reside within the city's jurisdictional boundaries. Nice. So this nice. is, to me, it feels kind of like um, San Francisco being like, well, we're a sanctuary city for, for illegal immigrants. And, and this town is being like, well, okay, well, we're a sanctuary city for the Constitution, <laughs> right? Because yeah. so it's like California giving the middle finger to the federal government. But now there's towns in California giving the finger to California, being like, we're not playing this game anymore. We're not interested. We're going to live our lives. And if you don't like it, Come arrest all of us. Good luck with that. That's good. We have to use the same tactics they use. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, it's fire with that, fire. It? Yeah, it's coming it is. to that. I will draw the line though at, at riots and burning right. stuff down. Right. <laughs> that's their that's their favorite go to. Uh, the right. last favorite go to. But beyond that, uh, hey, fight fire with fire. I, I like hearing stories about people standing up to uh, the tyr government tyranny. Uh, another example of that, I think, is uh, rather recently uh, the GOP in Wyoming, uh, they basically kicked out uh, Liz Cheney. 
<laughs> to, right, quote, right. To, to quote a tweet from uh, Newsmax, the Wyoming Republican Party will no longer recognize Liz Cheney as a member of the GOP in a second formal rebuke for her criticism of former President Donald Trump. So uh, the America First movement is, is gaining more and more steam. Yep. And uh, people who want to go along with the establishment, uh, like Liz Cheney, are on the outside. I, you know what? I am cautiously optimistic to think that in addition to Republicans taking over in the midterms, that a lot of uh, rhino Republicans will get ousted out as well. Do, do you think that's possible? Uh, I, oh God, I'm just so, I'm so careful to hope these days. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been trying to learn to love again. I've been, there before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, you know, like, uh, a lot of people that I listen to kind of allude to, it's like Republicans aren't the answer to all your problems, but Democrats are definitely the cause of all your problems. <laughs> and I mean, it's, mm. I, I, you know, I hear a lot of people say like they think DeSantis should run. He's doing such a good job and this and that. Mm. And they and uh, like like Tim Pool will say, you know, he, he doesn't have the same. He's not branded like Trump is. You know, he doesn't have that same vitriol and hatred surrounding him. Mm-hmm. But I think people are just underestimating the power once once the fake news media spins itself up against you and just starts slinging out nonstop fake news stories all day long. Sure. I, th- I think any Republican, even DeSantis will immediately become Hitler as, as right, right, right. As, caricat- <laughs> as caricaturized as they did to Trump. If yeah. you actually look at Trump's policies, he was a moderate. Mm-hmm. He was Truly. not far right by any rational metric. Nope. But, you know, he's a, uh, he's Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin all rolled into one. If you ask anyone on the left. So they're, they're not basing their opinions on reality. They're basing their opinions on what they hear in the news. And I think, you just can't underestimate the power of this this propaganda machine. So, like, part of me wants to believe, yes, Republicans can, you know, take back the House, maybe even the Senate. But then, I, you know, you realize that we are it's not even a matter of running against Democrats. It's Republicans versus the media. Mm-hmm. And the media is just a, 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 a better, bigger, more well-oiled machine. So I'm cautiously optimistic. We've got a good signs. Youngkin. Um, what was it? Uh, Durr, Edward Durr, I think, from uh, New Jersey, who won that Senate seat. Yep. There's a lot of good things happening, but that's because the media didn't attack Edward Durr. The media didn't spend 24-7, you know, lying about him and saying psychotic fake news propaganda. So, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm also just so beaten down and blackpilled at this moment that it's like, uh I hear yeah. you. As an example of what the what, what the media can do and and warp people's minds so much that they will protest and riot and see all manners of evil against people, is uh, the, the Cal Rittenhouse uh, trial. At, at, oh, as God. as we record this now, they're getting ready to uh, the jury's final ready verdict. To, to, yeah. yeah, get a verdict together. But there are people on on Twitter, and I've seen people on the news actually when being interviewed how they hate Kyle Rittenhouse because they said, oh, he's a white supremacist. He came to the city to shoot black people. And I'm like, everybody involved in this story were white. There were no yeah, black people in this story. And, and but, but people relying on certain media, CNN, MSNBC among them, um, they think the whole thing was racial when there's no racial component in it whatsoever. Nope. 
Uh, yeah, I you're you're absolutely right. Although a little bit of a white pill moment, Tim Pool mm. is covering all of these uh, these Twitter threads where it's it's hardcore leftists being like, "Oh, uh, I've been watching the trial, and I didn't realize." A, he got given the gun when he got to Kenosha. So there goes the state lines argument. Uh, B, he shot only people who were actively assaulting him, actively attacking him. Mm -hmm. And C, everyone he shot was a white person. Mm -hmm. And they just, there's, there's these threads of people being like, I was in a liberal bubble and I didn't realize that I wasn't getting any actual information in said bubble. So this has been kind of a red pill for a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, that that's fantastic. Very fantastic. I'm very this glad is how to we, hear it. This is how we win. You know, I think the judge, um, he could have actually thrown this case out at a bunch of different points. Mm -hmm. ADA Binger has literally violated Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutional rights on two or three separate occasions and the judge has admonished him and yelled at him in open court about it. He kicked the jury out and then yelled at the prosecutor. So he could have thrown the case out, but I think he wants to show that the system can work. He wants to show that people can, you know, you, you can do something, you can be brought to, brought to trial. We will objectively evaluate the evidence and make a decision from there. I think he knows that if he just decides thrown out with prejudice so that Kyle can't be tried again, mm -hmm. I think he knows that would be a very bad moment for our country. It wouldn't help. Not that anything that's going to happen is going to appease the leftist short of him being put in sure. prison for life. Right. But I think it would be more divisive and dangerous if he, if, if the judge just, you know, categorically decided, ah, I'm not going to allow this. So he's trying to allow a fair trial to take place, which yeah. I respect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is uh, it's, it's waking a lot of people up to how much the media just absolutely lies about everything. And this is how we're going to win. This is it, it's in the margins, you know, like Biden. He, he supposedly won by a lot, but I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not buying it. I think it was a lot closer than people it's a lot closer than we were told. And I think that a lot of people, I think it, uh, if it was at Pew or civics, they did a poll showing that 17% of the people who voted for Biden wouldn't have had they seen the Hunter Biden story, the Hunter yeah. Biden laptop, yeah. because it was suppressed by Facebook uh, mm -hmm. and Twitter and all these giant media companies. They didn't allow people to share the story. Mm -hmm. And there was a poll that came out there. There was a bunch of people being like, yeah, I would not have voted for this guy had I known all these things. So I think, all of these, all of these individuals, like the Coving, the Covington kids, yep. the the Russian collusion hoax, all of these things individually didn't wake people up. But as a group, now there there are these moments happening where you just can't deny reality, and I think people are going to go back and realize, oh my god, I've been being lied to, and nobody wants that moment where you just feel like an idiot who's been duped. You know, I think was I think it will be very interesting to watch. Um, public sentiment and the and compare it to the ratings of different news organizations i know that msnbc and cnn Ooh. their ratings dropped plummeted They're down like 50 percent. yeah after trump because that's all they had you know yeah so people, people, weren't, people weren't watching them um but i'm also seeing uh things like rachel maddow announcing that she's leaving next year 
Uh, Brian Williams is quitting NBC News for so long. So I think that people in the media are realizing it before the public does that there's going to be a great awakening and it's already happening and they don't want to be caught in a crossfire uh, or crosshairs when when things when things finally uh, go south because of that. So I think one thing that can give me hope or anyone who's wondering, okay, when will all this nuttiness end? Look at how much people believe the mainstream media. If their ratings are really high, that means they're believing them and and taking all of their propaganda. If the ratings are low, then that gives me the hope that people are doing what you and I are doing, you know, doing a little bit further research uh, on things rather than just blindly accepting something because it's on ABC News. Wouldn't it be funny if that this ended up being the thing that sort of fixed the, the, the mainstream media? It's like, oh, hey, guys, we lost one hundred and thirty eight billion dollars this year. Maybe we should start doing actual journalism. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be hilarious if it, be was just, if it yeah. was just the bottom line? You know, they don't actually care about the, the culture war. They don't actually care about politics. They just needed rage bait for clicks. That's really what the Trump era was. They just were pumping out psychotic rage bait nonstop and it was making them money. Mm-hmm. And now that they don't have Trump. They're either going to have to find a way to make money doing actual journalism or just shut down. Or get sued out of existence. I hope Kyle Rittenhouse sues, sues them oh to the nth degree. God. I don't know yes. how much the cover, I don't know how much the Covington kid got, but he got so much. Uh, Nick Sandman got I think it was over a hundred million dollars. Sweet. Now you <laughs> now if Kyle can get something north of that, yeah. And that and, and he's in um, that'll hopefully. <laughs> slow down the media train a little bit. Uh, they got so much money. You got people like Pfizer making ninety-three million six hundred thousand dollars a day. So it's, a, it's almost an inconceivable amount of money. When you yeah. So maybe uh, they'll learn the lesson until Pfizer comes comes along again uh, and offers some more money because they certainly are making it. But I think it's going to take that. I think it's going to take them being sued for for all of their propaganda. I think it's going to take people leaving uh, the networks, so to speak, the, the reporters themselves saying this is too much. I'm out of here. And it will basically take people just turning the dial, looking at alternatives. I mean, they can go right. to One American News Network or look at um, other outlets out there, Real American Voice, uh, Newsmax, maybe uh, right. things like that. You know, look, go beyond the mainstream media propaganda arm because it is powerful. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, that occurred to me is that so my girlfriend is a conservative you know as am i and her family is hardcore true blue so you she'll have conversations with her family and be like you know x x and y happened and then they'll go be like well i google searched it and that's not what i found and they just they genuinely right i know you're laughing because you understand the ridiculousness of what i just said but they truly don't Mm -hmm. they truly think well, Google wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> Google wouldn't filter results to match their ideological bend. Google wouldn't do that. You must just be wrong. And it's like, there is a large percentage of people that just, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but they just don't have the mental bandwidth to really wrap their head around how corrupted and how ideologically driven 
it's not just the media, big tech, big tech, maybe even more so than the mainstream media, sure. including Google, YouTube, Facebook, all these, look at how they all purged Alex Jones, all in sync at the same time, iTunes, mm-hmm. Facebook, YouTube, they all on the same day were like, yeah, we got to get rid of this one guy. You know why? Cause he's a threat to them because he's been exposing their lies for two decades now. And he has just been a giant thorn in their side and they cannot stand it. None of us would know about Bohemian Grove if it wasn't for Alex Jones. Yep. Snuck in and got video evidence of the some of the most powerful people on earth worshiping a giant flaming owl statue of the god Molech. <laughs> and people, you can't even believe it when you're watching. You're like, what is this? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the president and the prime minister and a bunch of other people worshiping a giant owl god. You're like, okay, this sounds like more psychotic Alex Jones ranting. But of course, he had the receipts to back it up, which mm-hmm. is why he had to be purged. I think I, people. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you finish. Finish your rant. I just think people. There's a there's a large group of people out there that maybe they have an idea that something is off, but it's almost too big and too scary to really try to comprehend how deceived you're being. Once sure. you acknowledge how fake the world you once you acknowledge you're living in the matrix. That's a terrifying revelation. And I think there's some people that are just not ever going to get there. And if they do happen to maybe get an inkling of something, they're too afraid to chase it down. Very true. Very true. I've seen research that proves that if you show someone um, evidence to the contrary to what they believe at their core, they will find a way to rationalize their belief regardless uh, of that. So, um, I've always thought, I got this from Herman Cain, when Herman Cain was asked, uh, well, what do you do when you're confront, talking with people who definitely have, you know, polar opposite thoughts uh, politically and you want to engage them, but they turn all full hard left and just go crazy. And he said, well, basically say the savable. You know, if someone right. is open to a conversation and they can maintain civility and not want to throw a brick through your car window, right. then have that conversation. You know, but if you see that it's a waste of time, <laughs> don't waste your time. Right. Don't you waste know? your mental bandwidth. Don't waste your mental bandwidth. Time is life is short. Just it's, okay. If you want to talk about it, I can send you this information and you can review it and we'll talk after that. If not, I'll go yeah. about my way. At the very least, I would encourage people to say, hey, you know what? Uh, instead of looking it up on Google, uh, which can which controls, I think, 97% of all search engine market share in the world. Right. Um, uh, and uh, try looking up on DuckDuckGo. Yep. You know, there are other search engines out there that aren't as powerful uh, as Google uh, in terms of, of influence, but they can st- you can still find information that won't be um, that you won't find on Google. Uh, right. So try different different alternatives. You know, look at different different media. Uh, go beyond uh, what you are used to. Get out of your comfort zone, and. Uh, You'd be surprised what you find out there. Absolutely. I, I like that a lot. Save the savable. That's that's really powerful because, uh, you know, my last job, I worked there for, you know, three years and mm. I was always letting people borrow books on, you know, climate change, economics, policy, like arguing. Um, Glenn Beck's book, Arguing with Socialists is really good. Rand Paul did a book, uh, The Case Against Socialism. And I was constantly trying to let people borrow these books, like expand your mind, learn a little bit, educate yourself. And the vast majority of them were just like, eh. but there was a couple that were like, you know what, you were right. 
and they mm. actually came around and they actually now are listeners to my podcast and it, yeah i i really i love that a lot save the savable that is absolutely brilliant because you have to consider engaging certain people is it worth the relationship some people have such a hardcore belief in politics that it becomes their identity and right. if you engage them um and they disagree with you then you risk losing the relationship you know i, I told someone the other day that um i don't engage in po political discussion with certain people uh because i don't want to risk the relationship and it's sort of mm -hmm. like um I, 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 if we do approach it, I usually come back with this with this statement along these lines. Okay, I'll I'll say, mom and dad are in the other room having sex. I know they're having sex. I know what happens because I have brothers, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Right. I'll just I'll just accept that it's happening over there, <laughs> and <laughs> I'll leave brilliant. it. And I'll leave the door closed. We, <laughs> right. We don't have to talk about it. I know what's right. happening. Right. You know. And so we have that mutual agreement to not talk about it but we both know where it stands. As long as we don't go into their territory, there's no major problem. And, and I usually have that conversation with people who are so wrapped up in politics that it is their core identity. You right. know, some people have po uh, politics as their religion. It's not mine. I mean, I, I like talking about it from time to time, but it's not my religion. And right. if you disagree with me, I won't crawl into a ball and die. I'll just say, well, you do you, I'll do me. Right. So. Well, I think that was really powerful. I say we, uh, we cut it there. Okay. So All right. Uh, Jim, you want to, uh, you got anything you want to shout out? Sure. Um, if you guys have not already look in the podcast description for a link to my, to my blog, uh, jimstroud.com, where I talk a lot about uh, politics, the culture wars. Um, my whole blog is about exposing the left and inspiring right turns. So check me out there if you will. All right. And as you guys obviously know, you can check me out on the Free Minds podcast community on Facebook and Free Minds on Apple iTunes, pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, all the, all the usual suspects. And uh, thank you all for listening. We love and appreciate you all. And uh, that's going to do it for this one. Cool beans. Yeah.